If you're buying your child a new device for Christmas, whether it's a smartphone, a tablet, or a console, I want to share with you some basic information that will help you manage your child's expectations as well as manage the amount of time and content that will be available on those devices. Hello and welcome to The Wired Homeschool. I'm your host, John Wilkerson, bringing you tech tools and tips for homeschooling a digital generation. Now, I have talked about managing devices in the past at length. So this podcast is more of a refresher and more of an overview for you. There will be links in the show notes at thewiredhomeschool.com slash 255 that you can check out and use to get more information, more detailed information about what I'm going to talk about today. Now, the very first thing you must do before you ever wrap up the device is you need to decide how you want your child to use this device. Is your child just going to be allowed to have unlimited access to the device? Or are you going to limit the amount of time that they're going to use it? Are you going to limit the content on it, the type of apps they're allowed to have on the device? This is something that now that I have a house full of teenagers is very important because otherwise we would have kids staring at screens all day long. So you need to keep that in mind when you give a device to your child. You need to have in your mind what limitations you want your child to have with that device. The reason this is important is because you need to set expectations. You need to set expectations with your child. You purchased the device with your money, or maybe grandparents purchased the device. Hopefully they consulted you first. And so you are going to decide how it's going to be used, and you're going to decide the consequences if it's going to be misused. And this is important because you need to set the child's expectations. When they unwrap this gift, whether it's a smartphone, a console, a tablet, a new computer, a laptop, they need to know ahead of time what the expectations are. If you're just making it up as you go, then it's going to be very frustrating for the child and it's going to be very frustrating for you. So set those expectations up front. Don't set yourself up for pain and frustration. The next thing that you need to do before you even wrap the device is set parental controls on the device. Whether it's a smartphone, a tablet, a console, 
starting that device up, setting the parental controls on it, having it ready to go so that when they get the device, those controls and restrictions are already in place. Now you're not pulling away access that the child has or had in the past. By giving them the device with the restrictions on it already, that's another way of setting expectations. No, you can't download apps that are 17 plus. No, you can't watch YouTube videos all day long. I'm restricting you to an hour of YouTube videos. Having those restrictions in place when they get the device is going to make things so much easier than having to give them unlimited access and then start pulling that access away. I'd also recommend that you have a similar device. So if you're giving your child an iPhone or an iPad, it would be good for you to have an iPhone or an iPad because it will make managing the device a lot easier. If you're giving them an Android device, the same thing. Make sure you have an Android device. All right, so let's talk about specifics and specifically what I recommend. You don't need to get all of these. You can combine these, or you can just use one option in itself. So the first thing we're going to do is looking at the individual devices themselves. So with iOS, you have screen time. With Android, there's Family Link. And each of the consoles has their own parental controls as well. You're going to want to get familiar with those parental controls. You're going to want to know how much your child is using the device. The more you're familiar with that, the easier it will be for you in the end to manage it. So if you have an Android, then you should be able to manage it through Family Link. The same with screen time. Consoles are going to be a little bit more difficult. I know that the Nintendo Switch has a parental control app on it so that you can manage it. And I suspect that the other major consoles, the PS5 or the PS4 and the new Xbox Series um, S and what is it, X, they both have apps as well to manage parental controls on. Having that at hand, having that pre-configured, knowing your, the ins and outs of it are going to make things easier because what you'll be tempted to do is when your child asks for you to change something and you don't know how to change it, you'll just be tempted to say no because they may be making a legitimate request, but because you don't know how to make that change, you're just going to say no, and that's going to lead to disappointment and frustration. So get familiar with those parental controls. Now you could stop there. As a minimum, I think that you should have parental controls set on each device. 
Again, that can be a little bit time consuming. So one other option that you can do is you can get a device like the Circle device by Disney or with Disney. This is a device that sits on your network and it can detect devices and you can assign profiles to those devices. I've covered this in the past and limit the amount of online time that you're allowed. Now, given the nature of a lot of games these days, since they have massive online features, that could be very useful. The, the Circle device cannot control the device itself. It can only limit internet access. But it's a great tool. I use it in my home. I use parental controls on all the devices that my kids use. And this helps to keep time limits down. And what's really nice about it is by category. So I can give my children a total amount of time that they're allowed to be online. Let's say four hours as an example. But they're only allowed to use YouTube for one hour. So once that one hour of YouTube time is used up, they can do other things, whether it's streaming music or just general browsing. Another option is to enable, and we're talking about web-related things, is to enable some settings in your home router. Now, it's hard to give specific advice on a home router because each router comes with different settings. They, a lot of them are now coming with parental controls built into them. And this has kind of changed the way I give advice because in the past, it was very difficult to manage these kinds of settings. But now devices have, these home routers have options, have parental control options. And typically the way that they work is by using a set of whitelists and blacklists or block and do not block lists that they get from another resource like OpenDNS or some other resource like that. And that will block certain sites. You can manage time. You can turn off the internet, say, between midnight and 7 a.m., for certain devices. A lot of what's built into Circle is also built into the router now. So you'll want to investigate each individual router and determine if that's the route you want to go, or if you want to get an additional device like the Circle. I actually recommend that you have two routers in your home. One that is the primary router where you keep your TV and your home devices and things like that connected, and then actually a separate router that your kids connect to. So by your kids having a second router, you can put all the controls on that second router that's inside your primary network and still have use of the public network. It also allows you to limit the bandwidth that your kids are using. So if your kids are connected to router B, 
and you have, let's say, a 20 megabit per second connection, you can limit them to only using half of that connection or even a third of that connection. And the rest of it is available to you, especially with a lot of us working from home these days. If you're in a professional setting, you're going to want as much bandwidth as possible for the Zoom meetings and things like that. Now, if your kids are doing Zoom meetings and stuff, that's going to be a different story. You're probably going to need to give them more bandwidth. But being able to limit how much of your internet connection that they can use is also very helpful as well. So as expensive as it sounds, two routers is probably going to be the best way to go in a situation where you have multiple devices that your kids are using. And finally, you may want to consider installing an app or uh, or on a computer, some kind of application that will monitor your child's use of the device. There's Covenant Eyes. There's Accountable to You. Covenant Eyes not only provides accountability, but also filtering. Accountable to You only provides filtering. I'm sorry, accountability. And this is important so you can have these conversations with your kids. If your kids know that you're paying attention to what they're doing, number one, in, hopefully it's coming from a sense of concern that should be made available, known to your kids that, hey, we're doing this because we're concerned about your health and your mental health, your spiritual health. And we're concerned about the kind of content that you consume because that affects the kind of person you are, especially when you're younger and you're not able to make the kind of judgments that an adult can make. But knowing that their activity is being monitored, it kind of acts as another parent. So that can be very, very helpful. So I hope that this has helped you out. I know this is just a general overview. Like I said, there will be links in the show notes at thewiredhomeschool.com slash 255 to all of these things. If there is an app that's associated with a console, if there is an app to install and devices and things like that, that will help you out. In the future, I think I'm going to be releasing episodes on a monthly basis. I'll continue to do that. It's the 15th, so the 15th sounds like as good a date as any if I'm releasing episodes on a monthly basis. As always, thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking me in your ears. Let's go out there and get your homeschools wired.